Reclaim Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. Hello, my lovelies. I hope you're having a marvelous week. I'm so excited for this episode. I have had a sleep handout for my patients in rheumatology clinic for years because sleep is such a huge issue for so many people. And with my patients, a lot of times it's pain related. So we work on that um, with medication and with mindfulness and with um, understanding pain and being able to reduce it. However, I would say at least 50, if not 75% of my patients that come to me with sleep issues as part of their problem set is that they're having anxiety or they have chronic insomnia and they've just decided I just can't ever sleep. And that seems to be their baseline. And so we work on this because sleep is so important for healing for regeneration, for rest, for recovery, it's essential for us as humans. And it's been studied quite a bit, but sleep is where our body recovers. Sleep is where our mind recovers. It's where our memories are facilitated and short-term knowledge is put into long-term storage, and then we can recall things easier. So it's important for both our mind and our body, as well as our spirit right? Our spirit, our soul, whatever you want to call it, that inner essence of you, because you know, likely from experience, because we've all had times in our lives where we don't sleep well, that when we're not sleeping, we're truly not a great version of ourselves. (laughs) For me, I get cranky. I get short tempered. I'm very um, irritable. I'm exhausted, which I don't tolerate well. I want to eat more to give myself more energy, which causes weight gain, which causes more problems. So there's this endless cycle. And sleep is intimately connected to stress. Because when our stress is high, we usually are not sleeping well. Now, obviously, there's always exceptions to this rule. Some people to avoid stress, they go to sleep. And they sleep a lot, right? And certain times in our lives, we need more sleep than others. Children in general need much more sleep because their brains are still developing young adults, people in their twenties. Anytime we're learning quite a bit, we're taxing our brains quite a bit. We tend to need more sleep when we're taxing our body, when we're trying to heal, when we're sick. Think about last time you were really sick and how much sleep you got because your body needed that time to kind of recover, to push out and deal with whatever virus or bacteria there was to kind of regenerate its cells, right? Sleep is necessary for us as humans. If you don't sleep, you die. And they've done sleep deprivation studies and the results are pretty amazing. If you don't sleep, you literally will die. If you don't sleep a lot, your body will tend to shut down. You'll be more susceptible to illnesses. Your immune system will not function the way it's supposed to, which for my patients is a big deal. So we focus on sleep a lot. So I want to talk about both strategy and mindset today when it comes to sleep. I'm going to give you all of my sleep hygiene tips that I give my patients on a handout. And I also want to talk to you about mindset. 
So I'm going to talk about mindset first, because it's like our foundation. It's like the ground that our house is built on, right? So the strategy is like the house. We build the house and then we have that strategy. And the mindset is the foundation. And if you build on unstable ground, your house is not going to stay together as well, right? Or if you build like, say, on quicksand, (laughs) your house is going to sink. So even the best strategy can be displaced or can fall apart if your mindset is not in place first. And all of us tend to want to skip the mindset part because that's the more challenging part. The strategy, you're like, yeah, yeah, I can do the steps. Just tell me what to do, right? That's not what we're doing here on the Reclaim Your Brain podcast. And it's not what I teach my coaching clients. That is where having a coach is amazing. And that is why all of us coaches have coaches because even the best brain surgeon cannot operate on his own brain. We cannot see the back of our heads, no matter how much we try. As humans, we just cannot do it. Same thing with our minds. There are always sneaky things that escape us that someone else looking in with an objective, neutral, loving brain can see inside our brains and be like, did you notice this? Did you see that this is actually an obstacle that's keeping you from getting where you want to be? And so that's what we do in coaching is we kind of unravel and unpack all of the beliefs and the mindsets and the limitations that we have. And then we decide which ones we want to keep, which ones we want to let go of. And then we repack you and then you can go on and succeed. And it's really life-changing. It's helped me decrease my stress by about 90%. It's helped me be much more efficient. It helped me make quick decisions, even though I am a slow mover. So some people there's, there's different studies about fast, fast, you know, buyers, as far as marketing and buying stuff, you just, you buy stuff really fast. You want to be an innovator. You want to buy stuff right away. When it first comes out, you don't need to know all the information. You're just all in. There's other people that are like quick to get on board, right? Like iPhone comes out first couple of people get it. And then they're like, yep, I want one. And there's other people that are slow. And that's where the category I'm in. I like to do my research. I like to find out information. I like to think about things. And then I make a decision. And usually I've already kind of made the decision because if I'm going to do the research, I'm 99% sure I want this, but occasionally I change my mind and that's okay. And then there are the, there's about a, like 15 to 20% of people that like just aren't interested, right? So they're just never going to get on board. So if you're like, I just can't sleep, you're not going to help me. This is not for you. And you're one of those people that's just in that category of this is just not going to help. But if you're in any of the other categories, let's do this. Let's get you sleeping well every night. Okay, so first, mindset. Have you ever had any of these thoughts? And these are all from my brain. (laughs) And all brains are very similar. We all have the human condition of the human brain. I'm never going to fall asleep. And just picture yourself lying in bed, and it's been like an hour or two, and you're tossing and turning. I'm never going to fall asleep. This sucks. I hate lying here. I'm so frustrated. Arg, he's snoring so loudly. How am I ever going to fall asleep? This is so not fair. Referring to my husband, who can fall asleep at the drop of a hat anywhere, anytime. (laughs) I have to get up now in four hours, two hours, six hours. Watching the clock, right? I'm going to have a terrible day tomorrow because I'm not going to be able to sleep. And then it's going to be just awful. I'm so nervous about this meeting tomorrow. I just can't stop thinking about it and I can't sleep. If any of those sound familiar, you are not alone. Congratulations, you have a human brain. 
I say that to my clients all the time when they're just perplexed about something and something comes out of their mouth. And I'm like, yeah, that's an interesting thought. Congratulations. You have a human brain. And I had sleep issues for years. I would go to bed. I would toss and turn. And so I had to come up with a way and I did a lot of research and it wasn't until I found coaching and found ways to process through my thoughts and do thought work, which we've talked about in other episodes. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it in the mindset part today that I was able to really turn my brain off and stop it from overthinking, from spinning out, from automatically clicking on. And that's part of what I'm going to teach in the strategy portion is retraining your brain so that it knows when you get into bed that it's time to sleep and you mean business and you're not messing around. And that is one of the most easy things you can do that helps with success, but you got to do the, the mindset too. Because the reason our brain likes to click on and go into overthinking, spinning out, you know, wondering about the status of the universe when we get into bed is because we haven't given ourselves any time either to unwind or to just relax during the day. So your brain's like, okay, finally, we're not doing 50 other things at the same time. Now I can kind of unwind, process, relax but then that cuts into your sleep time. So with mindset, it's opening up to the possibility that you can sleep better, that this isn't a chronic issue, that there is a solution. Because when you're thinking, well, I'm just not gonna be able to sleep, you set yourself up for failure because our brains love to be right. So whatever you're thinking about sleep, it's gonna wanna prove itself right. So if you're thinking I can't sleep or I'm not gonna sleep well tonight or tomorrow's gonna suck, your brain will go to work trying to create that into reality. This is how powerful our thoughts are. And I know I talked about this a few episodes ago in The Power of Mindset, but it truly is, especially for the little details that we tend to overlook and then our brain just goes on default. And every night, if you're like, Ugh, now I'm going to lie in bed and toss and turn for three hours, that's what's going to happen. So we need to weed all that out. So the easiest way to do that is to do a thought dump or a thought download specifically on sleep. And a lot of people want to do this in their heads, <laughs> but the problem is it is in your head <laughs> and our brains are tricky. So what you want to do is get a notebook or a sheet of paper or notes app on your phone or your computer and get those thoughts out of your head. Everything that you think about sleep, your sleep habits, your sleep patterns, what you're trying to avoid or sideswipe at night, right? Like I hate wearing this CPAP or Ugh, my husband snores so loud or Ugh, are the kids going to wake me up tonight? Write all that down, get it out of your brain and put it on paper. Because when we put it on paper, it's out of our brain. And then we can look at it and be objective about it because you don't know what's in there until you actually do this. And you might be surprised and give yourself like 10 15 minutes at the most and just dump it all out onto a piece of paper. And if you're like me and you have a very judgy brain and a loud inner critic, you're going to start judging those thoughts. I would just caution you that if this happens, just be like, Hey, shh, shh, we're doing something different. And just be curious. Be like, Oh, if I'm thinking it sucks when I get into bed and then my brain turns on <laughs> or my thoughts start swirling around, this is the time for you to be like, well, what else could I choose to think about going to sleep? 
I'm so excited to get into bed. I'm so excited to get some good sleep tonight. And this actually works because when I first started doing this work, I played around with it. And I always encourage people to be curious and playful because judgment cannot coexist where there's curiosity and playfulness. And the more we can play and the more we can make it a game for our brain, the more on board it'll get, the more quickly. So this is a quicker way to kind of shift our thoughts, but we don't want to just dump them out and then not look at them because we want to be aware of what's going on in there and why sleep has been an issue for us. And if you sleep badly, occasionally you can still do this and it'll help even more with the quality of your sleep. Because remember, whatever we're thinking and believing is going to prove itself true because that's how our brains work. It's like a big old computer and what you put in is what you end up getting out. So once I started thinking, okay, I'm going to get into bed and it's going to be relaxing and I'm going to go to sleep. And sometimes I'll put on a movie for myself kind of mentally and just be like, what do I want to happen? You know, sometime in the future, I imagine a vacation that we might take. I imagine myself like killing a presentation and just being really confident at it. I imagine a meeting going well. And I just kind of play a little video for myself in my head and walk myself through it until I fall asleep. And that's one technique I learned as a kid um, because I used to read scary books <laughs> right before bed and I'd be scared and I'd have to sleep with the light on and I constantly did it and I don't know why I did it. And so like today, even today, my husband will make fun of me because he likes scary movies and I do not like them because once that visual is in my head, that's what comes up at bedtime. <laughs> and I want to sleep with the lights on, but I don't because I have a nice snuggly warm man who's strong sleeping next to me. So I can usually refocus my brain and be like, yeah, that was a movie. It's not real. <laughs> but ghosts, my irrational fear of ghosts sometimes comes up. So you want to get all those thoughts out of your head and then just be curious about them. Be playful and just think what would be good to think when I get into bed, like everything that's going to happen tomorrow, I can handle, right? Tomorrow is going to be a good day. I love being able to take care of myself by getting enough sleep. I'm so excited for this sleep I'm getting tonight. Think of other ways that you can phrase those kind of thoughts and just decide like a top three list. And you can put a sticky note by your bed if you forget. And just be like, oh yeah, as I go to bed, this is what I'm thinking. And honestly, you don't have to be thinking anything because I'm going to go through the strategies with you. And one of them is having a bedtime routine where your body and your brain know it's time to wind down. So sometimes doing a thought dump like this is good either in the morning after you get up. So it's kind of out of your head as you start your day, doing it at the end of the day, like say you get home from work and maybe you had a stressful day, you write everything down, get it out, dump it out. So it's not just poking around in there, rattling around, and it's going to come back around later right? Or keep a notebook next to your bed. Say sometimes you go to bed and then like 30 minutes after you get into bed, you're almost asleep and you wake up and you're like, oh, I forgot to close the garage door or I forgot this. And you just, you get up and you check on it, but also just like jot down any thoughts like that, that maybe not like I forgot something, but that maybe triggering your brain to wake back up. What if, what if, what if, right? Those what if thoughts, Get those all out ahead of time before you go to bed. Sit down at the end of the day. Maybe you're going to have to give up, you know, 10, 15 minutes of TV time or you do this after you put the kids to bed. But give yourself the gift 
of 10 to 15 minutes to just dump your brain out onto paper. And you can look at it. You don't have to. You just know that it's there. And once you get into this habit, this mindset of I'm going to let my brain just kind of download everything onto this piece of paper, then you can tell yourself, okay, now I'm going to release it. One of my favorite things to do before bed, and I read this in a book and I can't remember the name of it, but it's a, it's a, it's part of a gratitude practice, but it's three things that went well today and being thankful for them. Three things that you're grateful for or three things that went well and three things that you want it to go well tomorrow. And just having that, you know, kind of three good things and then three good things for tomorrow kind of focuses your brain. So it's, it's relaxing and feeling joy and gratitude and thankfulness for what went well. And there's always three things that went well. You woke up, you're breathing, your heart's still beating, right? There you go. Worst case, worst day ever. You can still see out of your eyeballs. You can always find something. Sometimes it's a stretch. I know. This is why we're reclaiming our brain because our default brain always wants to go to doom and gloom and worst case scenario. Okay. So this is in addition to the thought dump. You can do it before or after. Three things that went well and three things that you want to go well tomorrow. Okay. Because then while you're sleeping, your brain's thinking about those things that are going to go well tomorrow and it's setting you up for that success. Kind of like the success snowball. It's finding evidence of how that's going to work out. Like we talked about on the last episode. Okay. So that's what I have for you as far as sleep mindset. Now we're going to talk about sleep strategies. So one more thing on mindset before we move on to strategies. Most people have a number in their head where they're like, I need to get this much sleep or else. I want to encourage you to just let go of that, but play with it. So sometimes we need more sleep than others. We talked about those scenarios, like when you're sick or when you're growing or when you're learning a lot or when you're really physically stressing your body. And those are different times, but average, you know, adults usually need between six or seven to nine hours of sleep at night. But if you're not getting that, I want to encourage you to notice if you're beating yourself up for not hitting that quote unquote average, right? Because that's not helpful either. If you're like, oh my God, I'm not sleeping well unless I'm getting nine hours. And maybe you function well in seven. Maybe you could function even better on eight. Maybe eight and a half is your magic number. It doesn't matter. Your body is unique and you get to figure out what works best for you. So play with it. I know personally when I was in residency training, I don't know how I still have friends coming out of residency because we would go 30 hours at a time without sleeping. And then the next day I'd be there at the hospital until noon. And then I would go home and crash and sleep for a few hours and then get up and then sleep some more overnight. So we're making up, but you, you know, it's hard to make up for sleep because once it's gone, it's gone. But figure out where you function. When I was younger, I could function on two to three hours of sleep and get through the day. Probably not optimally, but in my brain, I was like, yeah, I'm killing it in my 20s. Now, if I get four to six hours of sleep, I am not my best self the next day but I can work through that because I've done so much brain, body, and emotion work. Optimally for me, probably eight, eight and a half to nine hours. If I tend to get nine or 10, then the next night I'm not sleeping as much because my body's like, well, we had plenty of sleep. So don't beat yourself up over a number or target. Just play with it and see how you function best. Okay. All right. So let's go through the strategies. We touched on this first one already. You want your brain to associate your bed with sleep. 
do not read, watch TV, play on your phone or tablet, eat, have discussions, anything else on your bed. Say you have a small place and you're like, but Liz, I have a studio apartment. It's the only place to sit down and I don't have anywhere else to sit. You can sit your butt on the floor. You want your brain to associate your bed with sleep so that when you get into bed, your brain's like, okay, we know what to do. It makes it your life so much easier. So my general rule is your bed is for sleep and sex and nothing else. And if you're not having sex, then it's just for sleep. And there's no judgment there, right? Because some people are like, well, I'm like, okay, let's not go off on tangents. We're training your brain that the bed is for sleep. So when you get into bed, your brain knows what to do, okay? If you get into bed and you attempt to go to sleep and are still awake after 20 to 30 minutes, 30 minutes max, get up and go sit quietly somewhere else, either in a chair in the same room or in another area of your house and do something quietly that's not stimulating until you feel sleepy again and then go back to bed. You may have to do this a few times a night for the first week or two. This is like the biggest strategy that helps people reclaim their brain so that they can sleep better. Because if your brain is used to getting in bed and rolling around for two to three hours, then it gets into bed and it's like, cool, we're going to roll around for two or three hours. We may doze off. We may wake up. We're going to think about stuff. This is our playtime, right? That's why we're doing that thought dump before bed. So if you wake up in the middle of the night, say you fall asleep really easily, but then you wake up and you're like, I don't know if there was a loud noise or thunder. Maybe one of the kids got up, the dogs are moving around in your bed, you know, all that stuff. Anytime you're awake in bed for more than 30 minutes, you want to get up, go somewhere else, do something quiet until you feel sleepy again, and then get back into bed. One to two weeks, you will be sleeping better. Okay. It is recommended by multiple scientists who are much smarter than me that electronics stimulate the brain and wake it up in certain ambient light, like your iPhone or your tablet or the TV. Um, so they do recommend that you avoid television, computers, tablets, phones within an hour of going to bed. What it does is it stimulates the brain, so it wakes it up, and then it decreases your natural melatonin which is a chemical that your brain secretes at sundown that causes you to get sleepy. But if you're having ambient light from electronics, and I know some electronics have those different settings where it's darker, I'm not saying that you can't, but I want you to just consider that if you're usually on your phone right until you go to bed, maybe shut it off an hour before bed to see if this makes a difference. I can watch TV and fall asleep at the drop of a hat because a lot of the time, if it's something I'm not super invested in or interested in, easier for me to fall asleep. My husband finds it hilarious because I watch Dateline to fall asleep because the host's voice are very soothing. So like, I'm trying to concentrate on the story, but when I'm tired, I can fall asleep to Dateline. Anytime I have insomnia, I get up and put a Dateline episode on and I'm asleep within 45 minutes. But again, perhaps my brain has trained itself to do that. It hears the host's voice. No offense to people from Dateline if you're listening to this at some point. I love y'all. I love the stories. However, <laughs> my brain is trained to fall asleep to Dateline. So experiment with this. If you're used to watching TV, if you're playing video games, if you're on your phone or your tablet or on your computer, 
give your brain that time to kind of decompress and not be exposed to that ambient light. Okay, next strategy, perform a bedtime ritual so that your body and brain know that it's time to unwind and relax and get ready to sleep. So some different things you can do, you can take a, a warm bath, you can read a book, you could sit quietly and meditate, you could write in a journal, you could talk to a family member or friend that's calming for you, right? You don't want to talk to that family member that always pisses you off and gets you fired up. That's not a good strategy before bed, right? We want the brain and the body to be able to relax. So you want to do that for about 30 to 60 minutes before bedtime. Okay. So like we talked about, I do have this strategy on my list. If you tend to start thinking or worrying when you lie down to go to sleep, keep a journal next to your bed and just write down your thoughts. And then this is mindset. Tell yourself it's time to relax. You can deal with any issue that your brain offers you tomorrow. Now is time to sleep, right? Worrying is paying for a debt that you haven't even accumulated yet that may not even come to pass. Worrying is not productive. It increases your cortisol levels, which are your fight or flight hormone. And that will rev you up, right? Because if you're about to be attacked by a saber toothed tiger, you're not sleepy usually. You're fired up. All your blood's going to your legs and your core and get dilating your eyes, right? You want your rest and digest system to be in place. So one technique that I've learned over the years that will trigger that rest and digest system. If your brain is really stuck and fixated on something and it's overthinking and it's spinning is to focus on one object, anything, doesn't matter. Don't overthink this. And then as you're focused on that, try to see how far to the side and the top and the bottom of your vision you can see while you're still looking at that one object. This is called expanding your peripheral vision. And this will trigger your autonomic nervous system to go into that parasympathetic response, which is that rest and digest. So this is something I use if I'm, my brain's really flipping out. I do this during the day a lot because um, my brain is an anxious leaning brain. So I've learned these techniques to calm it. But now when it's anxious, I'm just like, oh, there you go again. Let's bring you, let's bring you back in. Kind of like a wily child who's really hyper. That's how my brain is. So you can focus again, one object, and then while you're focused, you can expand your vision and see how far to the side above and below yourself you can see and kind of do that for about a minute and then take some deep breaths and come back and see how you're doing. Okay. All right. Last strategy. You want to respect your circadian rhythm. So you want to expose yourself to sunlight during the day. And first thing in the morning helps. It helps to awaken the mind and the body. And I know a lot of us get up for work, especially in the winter when it's still dark out. So turning a light on, having a light on, you know, having sunlight or even, you know, fake light, light bulbs, getting that exposure first thing in the morning helps to wake you up. And then sleeping in darkness and avoiding bright lights and noises in the evening helps your body to wind down. So blackout shades are great for people who work night shift right? Or if, you know, the sun comes up real early in the summer, you want to have shades or shutters or something. So you have that darkness. So dark, cool, calm, quiet environment is the best to sleep in. Another word on strategy that's not on my handout is 
if you have dogs or pets in the bed, I know you love them. I know they're your fur babies, but they are not helping you sleep if they're constantly moving around and waking you up and all that. I've actually had patients with allergies to their animal that they sleep in the bed. If you're stuffed up and sneezing all night, you're not going to sleep well. You are a human. You are worth loving your animals, but not allowing them in your bed or your bedroom. And the other is small children. I know you love them. I know you want to keep them safe. You also need to fill your own cup up first before you can give to others. So just consider ways that you can have them sleeping in their own bed. If it's in the same room, that's okay. Or in their own rooms so they can develop good sleep habits as well from a young age. Because as we all know, kids do as we do, not as we say. All right, my friend, to summarize the mindset, dump your thoughts out, see what you're thinking about sleep specifically, and then see if you want to create a habit where you're doing a thought dump every evening or every night before you get into bed if you have that anxious overthinking spinning brain. And you want to create some intentional thoughts about sleep, about bedtime, about relaxing your body that are helpful to you and not harmful. And strategies. Your bed is for sleep and sex and nothing else. Avoiding the light at night, avoiding the overstimulation of your brain, reclaiming your brain and retraining it that the bed is for sleep by getting up if you're awake for more than 30 minutes. This goes for bedtime and if you wake up at night. Performing a bedtime ritual. Make it fun. Make it something you enjoy doing. If you want to play an instrument for 30 minutes before you go to bed because it relaxes you, do it. If you want to listen to music, if you want to dance, if you want to just sit and stare at the wall, if you want to meditate, if you want to read for fun or for enlightenment, do it. Play with it. Be curious. What is fun for you? Give yourself this time. Give yourself this gift. And I promise you, you will be sleeping better in no time. If this episode was helpful for you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave a review. The more reviews we get, the more people will get access to this and the more people will learn to thrive. Sleep is important. I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for the reviews. And again, if you want to keep getting information and be able to apply this, I want to help you reclaim your brain so you can thrive in every arena in your life. I am so happy to give you this episode. I, I know it will help you. It helped me. This is how I developed it was because I needed to sleep better. And so mindset and strategies together will get you sleeping well in no time. If you want to take this work deeper, if you're ready to bring out that badass that already lives inside you, that wants to be successful, that doesn't want to have all this stress, that wants to have balance, that wants to have more fun, that doesn't want the stress and the worry and anxiety to be overwhelming them on a regular basis, contact me. Let's get together. There is a email in the show notes, info at thriverina.com. Let's talk about strategies and mindset for you and how to get you there. All right, my friends, have a fantastic week. I will talk to you next week. Sleep well. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
If you want more inspiration and stress solutions to feel better and live joyfully, click the link in the show notes to join my email list to get joy delivered straight to your inbox. It is never too late to reclaim your brain and thrive in your life.